1: should have refueled (laughs) that's
0: a great start i probably should have filled up hello everybody welcome to a brand new edition of the whole deal like a phoenix rising from the ashes coming from the depths of illness and despair i'm pat and he's brian uh the newton fan brian uh, welcome everybody again to a brand new host. I'm feeling spunky today, Brian. How the hell are you doing? You got a lot to talk about. It's been a minute. Probably been, you know, in dog years, 176 years since we recorded last. It has definitely. How the hell been are that, you? What's going it on? De-
1: it has definitely been that long. You say like a phoenix rising from the ashes. We're rising from our ineptitude, our computer ineptitude. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs>
0: you know in most cases of the whole deal for anybody who's listened to our <laughs> to our podcast since we started even though I'd like to extol the virtues of my humility I you know very very rarely talk about my shortcomings and the shortcomings of Brian this today November 2021 I have to say that we not been our best outing leading up to the starting of the whole deal today Little peek behind the curtain. It took us about an hour to figure out the technology that is Skype, and actually how to get hooked up. We contemplated, um, you know, involving our grade school children and/or the the fine people at, uh, at at Best Buy that that may or may not have ever lost their virginity, but in the moment of need, when it comes to make technology work. They might not know their way around a boob, but they can sure know how to reset a computer, and we just about needed them. But thanks to the good graces of <laughs> whatever it is that got us back on the air, we're all set. We're ready to go. So, I don't know, Brian, has anything happened in the world of sports, particularly maybe football in the last God knows how long since we talked? I think something may have happened. A little something, a game or two. I,
1: yeah, it took us a couple weeks, but, yeah, several things have happened. Several very interesting things, Um, one of which, you mentioned it, (laughs) my boy is back, and I, for one, am pumped, because within the time frame from our last episode until this one... Wow,
2: yeah, what has (laughs) happened?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the whole RQB situation just got worse, so we... (sighs) with Cam back couldn't, couldn't we can't go anywhere right now but up
2: but so, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what? oh I'm god glad bless to him have,
1: I'm glad to have number 1 back uh back in it in Carolina Blue so I'm pumped to see what happens uh they probably going to start PJ Walker who he's going to he's going to get out he's going to shine I will say that he's PJ Walker is now that he's got the start. Because let's let's call it what it is, and I'm doing air quotes Sam Darnold being on injured reserve. Injured reserve, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, okay. I didn't know, I didn't know, injury reserve.
0: He yeah. Uh, so, okay. I'll, leave, I'll save. I'll reserve my opinion on that one, but God bless him. He <laughs> tries. He yeah, tries. I mean, we,
1: got, we we definitely got your Sam Darnold, <laughs> but um, P.J. Walker's come in. He, he's he's a playmaker. He'll he'll make some plays. Um, he's, and he's got time to prepare. It'll be interesting to see how he plays, and then Cam's right there. So, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see what happens moving forward. I, let me let me be clear though. Let me be crystal clear. <clears throat> Even though Carolina's four and five and they are in the playoff hunt, I have no. I still. Am, I'm going to say it again. I, I said it before the season. I've said it numerous times. I still have no aspiration playoff aspirations. I. It's not not in the cards. If they if they do, that's great. But right now. There are just it's weird because within the past couple of weeks there's it's 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 just been crazy Kansas City chiefs are just the chiefs are just hit the shit and like all these all the good teams that we thought were just coming out of the gate. Firing on all cylinders are pretty much teetering out. And the teams like the teams like the Titans that we thought were done are rising to the, the cream is rising to the top. So it's it's very interesting the way the dynamic and the way things are playing out.
2: I mean shit it is.
1: We're on a tear even with their whole injury situation. And they came out, uh, was it last night, and lost to the fucking Dolphins.
2: Oh, the Ravens? No, you're talking about the Ravens.
0: The Ravens went yeah, down. Yeah, the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens. So, the Ravens lost to the about- Dolphins. Right, the Ravens lost to the Dolphins. Here's the funny thing, Brian, and I don't know, I'm actually going to say this, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I keep having this thought that I I love the – the drama that's going on with the NFL right now, especially this past weekends past weekends game games were all amazing TV to watch, and everything's chaos and everything is just it's supporting parody in the NFL, which is everything that we ask for um and and it seems crazy, but in reality, is it crazy or or is it just a matter of coincidental timing that All the dominoes that barely hold up teams like Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City, just happen to fall over at the same time. Follow me on this, and I'll make it quick. Tennessee in particular, Tennessee in particular, everybody knows that Derrick Henry made that sea rise and fall, right? You can get behind them and think they're a contender and whatnot, and they were they were disrupting the, the 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 pecking order, if you will. They, I mean, golly, they lost to the Jets. You thought they were down and out, but then they started went they went on run. They became difference makers, right? So they're like, oh, things are crazy. They just lost to the Jets, but in reality, the the the, the re, it still existed that Derrick Henry made that train run. He goes down. All of a sudden, Tennessee it, across the board, all the talking heads said they're done. They literally are done. They might as well not play the rest of the games, right? Baltimore. They're a great defensive team. They've always been for the last 150 years, it seems. They they are above average on offense, but we know what makes that offense tick, and it's Lamar. They have been world beaters some weeks and some weeks they just, I mean, they had to survive Detroit. They needed a 117 mile long field goal to beat Detroit six weeks ago. We tend to forget that because they were on the run. But, and and so when they started getting strong, they're like, yeah, they're the world beaters. They're the elite in the AFC. But there was always that Achilles heel of Lamar being that one thing against Miami, that Miami defense shut down Lamar. They got after him and and, and Baltimore fell. And of course the NFL, and all the watchers, including me, went, "Oh my God, this is crazy. This is I didn't see this coming." And I'm sitting there going, "Well, really? Did we? We knew what Baltimore was. We knew what Tennessee was. When you know the, the team that played the Giants this past weekend, leave it at that. We know what they were. They were what six and one, six and two when they went to and lost to the Giants. They had a lot of deficiencies." but you tend to overlook them when they're on the roll. And then when those deficiencies finally get called out, you're like, Oh God, everything's crazy. It's Wait. it's all parody. And, and you're going to have to refresh who lost to the giants, the team that shall be only referred to in a latter episode oh. of the whole deal.
1: Well, no, no, no. What, what, what I'm bringing. <laughs> okay. You mentioned Tennessee. Henry goes down next man up. And they come out, and I mean they they pretty much played like they have been with or without Henry, and win. They win. They can win without Derrick Henry.
2: Uh, for how long? Okay, case is my in question, point. Is My question.
1: But case in point. Another case in point. Um. Kind of going along the same avenue that you were you were driving down is Arizona Aiden's team Aiden's boys Kyler Murray phenomenal right Um, DeAndre Hopkins goes down so there's there's your 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 superstar franchise quarterback your like veteran possibly future Hall of Famer wide receiver Mm-hmm. Number one wide receiver goes out. In comes, I don't even know. Uh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt fucking Colt. McCoy. And, McCoy. And they're not they're, here's the thing though. They weren't playing poutines.
0: They, were they were playing solid exactly.
1: contenders.
0: They were they were playing they were playing a division rival that needed a statement win to establish them, reestablish themselves as contenders. When when I saw early in the day during the one o'clock games that that ticker came across and all the players that were decided out, they all of them were ruled out, I looked at Aiden and I said, Oh man, here goes the Cardinals. They're going down hard and they're playing the 49ers. I said this is and then Arizona think- went in, went into Levi Stadium and handed the 49ers their ass. And I understand, I, I love the counterpoint because there are still those teams that just go like, no, it doesn't matter who dressed in our uniform you're going to see, it, it, they're going to they're gonna stomp your ass. They're going to really, really hand it to you. It, it, I don't know. I'm, and I'm saying this out of kind of the humility of going like the chaos is so much fun. And I'm trying to make sense of it. But none of it does. I am after I was done celebrating and hooting and hollering, watching the Buffalo Bills lose to the. <laughs> well, see, that's another oh thing. God, this is great. Well, it, here's the thing though. He, but he, that was a that's a great example of where I was going, which you made a great counterpoint. But where I was going with this, the the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, did not lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost to their Josh Allen. They didn't lose to the Jaguars. They lost to Josh Allen. Now Josh Allen has is, is just, in one week, shot into the stratosphere as far as his, his superstardom. Thank God he plays down in Jacksonville, so he flies under the radar. But he's always been amazing. But again, Josh Allen, Jacksonville's Josh Allen, demolished Buffalo in at their weakest point that they've they've exhibited against Miami. And for a lot of the games during the year, so when shit happens like that, where I'm going with this, and I, I, you've already talked me out of it halfway, is the fact of when things like the when when the appearance of chaos happens, I almost look at that going like, oh yeah, we should have seen that coming, especially in Buffalo. Buffalo is a perfect example. They struggled for three quarters against Miami, who in the, that offense is, well, again, I would like to say putrid, but it's not still really that good. But that defense is great. So I watched that, and, of course, around here, everybody's just like, oh, man, no, good teams just find a way to win. That was a blue-collar win. I'm sitting there going like, hey, guys, perfect. You keep on keeping on thinking everything's fine. Don't change a thing. You're right. You won that game, and that's what champions do. They win games dirty when they have to. And I'm sitting there going like, I saw where their deficiencies were. So when it came time to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville did, they hit that same – weak spot the whole NFL is like oh my god what does this mean to me I'm <laughs> sitting there going like they think we I saw this coming three weeks ago I didn't expect Jacksonville to be that team and I, to to you know to to poke that bear and I'll tell you what everybody keeps busting my chops and I would say this no matter what team was going to play Buffalo this Sunday it just happens to be my team if I was if I was Bob Sala on Sunday you know where that gaping wound is in Buffalo? I would put 22 guys in that wound over and over and over again. I would literally line up my defense like right where Josh Allen was and go after that same spot over and over again. So when the whole when the whole NFL viewership on Monday goes like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they lost to Jacksonville and the Jets back to back." We sitting there going, "Really? You didn't see that coming?" Because they hit the spot that they knew they they were weak on. Look at look at Green Bay. Look at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers goes down, and they lose that game strongly. And people are like, "Oh my God, Green Bay! I can't! I didn't see that coming." It's like, really? You didn't realize that Green Bay kind of rest their hat on their starting quarterback, and without him, there's nobody left to step up and actually carry that team. Who it's just not so happens
1: the reigning MVP. Just saying.
0: Yeah, MVP. That. Right. But I don't okay, know. Do you do, do want to we'll do you want to do you want to segue into that? Because I've i well, I I think we should have, no. Let's I let's address like the elephant in the room. Because I. Because I do want okay. I did want to
1: mention well I did want to mention the fact that Jacksonville. the Jacksonville, the game a lot of those games that they lost they lost very close. They were close. <laughs> they, they were did. in a lot of those games.
0: In, yeah, laughable, terrible, ironic, terrible ways. Like, they lost, I mean, and and I hate being that guy, but think about how things change third dimensionally as the season goes on. They lost in London on a late-game field goal to Miami, right? Right. Who just ended up being the team that pretty handedly, I mean, they didn't crush them, but they beat, a top five AFC team, handedly. Yeah.
1: They're, they're, I, I hate being that guy with, that
0: does that. They well, they did handedly. this, they did that, but I mean, really, uh, there's strengths and weaknesses, and Miami's not great, but they're serviceable, and Jacksonville was in the running with them until the last second, and I think it lends itself to that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. Jackson, Jacksonville, for all the shit that was going on with Urban Meyer and the fact that they have a rookie first-round quarterback
2: and yeah. all their
1: ills, the running game, He's, or lack thereof.
0: of the lack thereof. So, Watching the offenses.
1: <laughs> something, there is something there. There is something there. Give them another year or two. Jacksonville
0: could be something. I still stick to my guns and if say, correctly. Give, "Yeah, give them a year or two and a new head coach." I'm I'm gonna go on the I'm gonna go on the record right now. Nobody really
1: doing that bad. Winning will change a lot. It
0: Winning does. Will change it, that attitude. is a true statement. I I think I know. I think I know who I would choose. In probably by the end of next year. To replace Urban Meyer, because I still think that Urban he's in that Nick Saban territory. Well, no, not even, because Nick's on another level. But he's a, he's another one of those college coaches that will do well enough by the end of his pro career not to be considered one of the biggest flops ever, but just another one of those flops. Um, I think No Bill he, Parcells at the end of next year,
1: out of retirement.
0: No, no, I actually think, and I don't know if you're familiar with Oklahoma. But I think I love Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley is I think Lincoln Riley is the next Sean McVay. I think if he comes in and think about it just the timing okay. hypothetically, okay. You, no, we, okay. we love so hypotheticals you, 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 on the whole deal. So you're saying so you're saying you trade one
1: college coach for another and not pick up an offensive or defensive coordinator?
0: No, absolutely not because I think that when, and I follow where you're going, but I think that as far as college coaches are concerned, you're talking about, you're talking about Queens and Los Angeles. You're talking about polar opposites. You're talking, it it can, they just happen to be under the same umbrella, but there are North and South, East and West Lincoln Riley is, is, is going to follow in that, succession of new age college coaches that are actually changing the pro system. Urban Meyer in college did nothing to affect the evolution of the NFL. Lincoln Riley is part of the generation of college coaches that are affecting the way that you play later on on Sundays. That's just my opinion. There's something about him.
1: Was it Cliff Kingsbury? He's doing pretty damn well in Arizona
0: he's doing pretty well. I would say the same about Matt rule, but
1: <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just had to put that in there. Just Not had yet. To put that Not, in yet. There. Not
1: yet. We just need a few more. I'll people. tell you what
0: though. I know, I know we're stepping back a little bit, but I, I, I wanted to say this before we moved on from the Panthers. I was just a, another peek behind the curtain when we read, was it, Oh, today's been the longest day ever. Was it today that cam signed? Or was it yesterday?
1: Yesterday.
0: It was yesterday. When I actually saw that Cam signed, I texted you. I was like, I love every piece of this. Not necessarily because I think Caroline's going to go on a run. I hope they do. And, and destroy everybody, especially the game in Buffalo that I'm going to go see. I hope that Cam runs for 150 yards and throws for six touchdowns. But I think. Oh, that's it's, right. Your quarterback
2: game.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, and yeah. I was, even that is an ebb and flow because when, you know, Sam was playing well at the beginning of the season, I was like, man, Sam come in there and kick their ass. And now I'm just like, Jesus, he's going to get murdered. Now that Kim's back, I was like, fly high, Cam. But I think at the end of the day, and I have said this at nauseum here on the whole deal that it makes for fantastic television now and has the potential of being an even better story in the end. If he can, it, it, I mean, come on, that's, I'm going to say it's Rudy because obviously there's a whole bunch of reasons why it's not Rudy but I mean like he can come back to the place that he can made Carolina. Carolina went to a Super Bowl before him but Cam and Carolina are synonymous. He looked he looked wrong in every other jersey he's played in except for.
1: Well, there's only been one other. Those but. colors.
2: Right. Yeah, he, it, he looked, which I is funny it because it seems high. like he's been gone forever.
0: It it no, feels he's only like he's been, been gone for forever. a couple of years. Right, but it feels like he went – He, I mean, I would have guessed, if you didn't just mention that, I would have said, like, oh, you played, like, two or three other teams. That mess in New England wasn't – I never thought he was a good fit there, and I think he got a bum rap there. He did what he could there. He's not built for that system. He well, comes back here
1: – Because, okay, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how he fits in Joe Brady's system. In that rule system, he, because he's obviously he's buying in. Right. I have a feeling he's going to he's buying into to whatever they're they're selling, so he won't have to. And think about it, McCaffrey's healthy, finally for at least another couple games. <laughs> but for now, think it, yeah. but think about it this way. Think, I'm I'm looking at it from this perspective what cam brings to the table will mm-hmm. take some of the load off of McCaffrey. Oh, wow. and also i don't know there, there there i feel like there could be a dynamic there to where oh yeah you know to where cam's not doing it all and then McC- cmc's not doing it all right so yeah. there
0: who's going the biggest beneficiary from that relationship is going what, to be Robbie Anderson.
1: What, though, I will tell you this. When Cam throws that ball, those receivers yeah. are definitely going to catch it.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't mean to make light of it because I know it wasn't a shining example of Carolina Panther football. But that last game, Robbie Anderson throwing his helmet. Not exactly at Sam Donald, but in his general area, and Sam pretending not to see it as it bounces off his leg. What, what was that? It was a very angry wide receiver right next to you who well, was <laughs> looking to freaking okay. give you yet another concussion. If,
1: if if we go back another game, a lot of a lot of those uh, like incompletions and a lot of those yeah. incompletions. And those those interceptions, those were on the wide receivers. Yeah. A lot of it was on the wide receivers because it, it miscommunic between miscommunications and just plain dropping the damn ball. I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, these guys are you're a fucking wide receiver. Your job is to catch a football. Right. You should probably be pretty fucking good at it if you're at the in the at the NFL level.
2: You would especially think, especially DJ.
1: But yeah, these were dropped passes. I'm like, what is this? Okay, the Aaron ba- the errant passes. Yeah, I get. That's all Darnold. But some of those they could have caught. It was, it was disappointing to watch. But I'll
2: tell you what. It was. I feel
1: like when Cam, Cam will give them a new,
2: uh, a new energy.
0: And a new fire that they need. Yeah. When you're still in the hunt.
2: Yeah. So
1: I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, <laughs> I'm not excited about the next opponent, but I'll take that loss. I mean, it's the
0: who who are they playing next? Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals.
1: They're playing hey, Aaron if you want to
0: get back, if but that you were saying earlier that you don't think that Cam's actually going to play this. Can he play? Yeah. Can they play? Yeah. See, I'm. I, and I have I'm, a I'm feeling this going to be off. time
1: to figure out, like, the, the get comfortable with the offense, which is why they're going to start PJ. But I'm going to tell you what, that defense has got to have – well, shit, that defense and offense are going to have their hands full because Arizona
2: is pretty damn legit. It That's almost one of those games that you're just trying to get through healthy. Yeah. Try to show exactly. some fight. Show some positive. Exactly, Just get to the because, next week. Right. Because after that, uh, yeah. and we, well, let's see. Yeah. Week, week 10. I mean, you go to Washington. Yeah. Washington and Miami.
1: If we can get to
2: Washington. Atlanta. We are, all right. If,
0: I mean, this is a very interesting part of the season because there's so much jockey game. If you have a little bit in the win column, a little bit of that house money to play with, you look at every game differently because, like in the Panthers position, they're going to go into Arizona. They're grown-ass men who have been playing football for a long time. They know what their odds of winning are. Are they going to go out there trying to win? Fucking absolutely. But you're also trying to build equity for the next week. Right. Something to build on. If you can... and find me a person who disagrees with you. I'll find you either somebody who is just ignorant to the reality or, or find me a liar. If I was a Panther right now, I'd say, I don't even know if Kyler's playing, but if if I was a Panther, I'd say, if we can get to Kyler and keep the game, the final score within 10, that is the dreaded moral victory.
1: Right, right. If you can keep it
0: closed, the, you, yeah. I would and be completely I'd, happy the, with that. I feel that, and this is a very interesting conversation. We've never had this, a, and it could turn into its own episode. But I feel like the conversation about what a moral victory means, and, of course, all the ex-pros and the talking heads just have, there's no such thing. I think it's because the definition of a moral victory is a little confused. Do you walk away going like, yeah, we lost, but darn it, we tried. And that means something. No, that's not what we're saying there. But you can walk away from a loss against an elite team and look at the film and saying, well, we're pretty goddamn good there. And we shut them down there. And this player picked up his game. And this and that and the other thing. It It's not a moral victory. It's a teachable moment. Those two things are two completely different things that, one, can be very useful. Like, if they go in there and really show some strength against the Cardinals, you can build on that. Take it home, learn from it. That's why you do film, and move on from there. And then when you got a team like, you know, Washington, or you go into the Dolphins, which up until about, what, 48 hours ago was a gimme game, you can play on those strengths, and work on those weaknesses. So I think the Panthers will be fine. I think they'll be in the mix. And I think they just, in the last 48 hours, became a wildly more entertaining team on a you know TV show basis that I keep talking about. That, you know, Sam Darnold wasn't going to, wasn't going to provide. Now, do you think just, in, you know, in a nutshell for those who aren't Panther fans, do you think Cam's going to, is he going to fit in this Matt Rule system?
1: I don't know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Well, is he gonna fit, or they are or are they going to make adjustments to their system to meet his ability?
2: We've or, talked about or, that before, yeah,
1: like I, my thought process would be, let's meet somewhere in the middle and we can find success. If we can harness if we can kind of play to your strengths and your abilities, but in our system there you go.
0: There
2: you go.
1: Wow Sitting it's almost like it's almost
2: like apple. I
0: wonder I wonder if anybody's ever accomplished that goal before. And you if they have the accept. you
1: have the the paint and you have the canvas, all you have to do is make the art. So
0: i I'll, I'll tell you what, in, in my, my viewing of the Panthers, not to belabor the point that we can finally move away from the Panthers. Yeah. We've already given them more headlines than they've gotten the last 10 years. But I haven't seen the Matt Rule system implemented all year. Like, especially when, when CMC's in there, I've seen the same offense that I've saw, seen for the last couple of years. Run them, run them, run them, run em, play action. Run them, run them, run em, play action. Like, yes, when you have one of the, if not the best, one of – you know, top three running backs in the NFL you have to go from. But he started – before the Jets game at the beginning of the season, Matt Rule said, oh, yeah, he's going to see a fraction of the carries that he saw the year before. Like, we're we're going to use him differently. Since then, every time they've had him healthy, they've done the same goddamn thing that everybody before that had sure. him did the same thing.
1: You, you know where that comes from. Mm. Because That's yeah. because he's the safety net. Oh and yeah, it's a you goddamn have, good when,
2: safety
1: net. When you have a quarterback that doesn't check down, but sees, hey, I know I can always throw it to CMC. Right. That's his only. That was his only check down. And then when CMC went out, yeah, Sam Darnold doesn't check down. He will stare down a receiver and f- try to force it to guys. I swear he doesn't check down it. If you he know doesn't a lot of time. If his if his primary wide receiver is not open, he's gonna try to force it.
2: And Unless then stare at him for the 10 seconds the game, before he throws the ball. off
1: to, then he'll toss it off to him. Mm-hmm. But when he's not in, who's he got? He
0: doesn't, I would like he doesn't to say check down very well. He's not – this is the thing. We Since the origins of the whole deal, I, I feel like we've evolved and not been totally just shitting on professional athletes because Lord knows we aren't. So we're trying to give the benefit of the doubt. But Sam Darnold is one of those professional quarterbacks that I feel comfortable in saying he is not <laughs> – he is not above average, <laughs> if we wanna you know wanna no. snowflake across it. Like he's just when you see him, he's exactly he is who they say he is. He is who they thought he was beforehand. And to make matters worse, I'll be the first one to admit the Jets did such a poor job of developing him, or not even developing him, that all they did was enhance his negatives. Instead of hiding the negatives, accentuating the positives, they just brought out the negatives that he always had. Yep. And he's just, at one point, I, I was almost about to text you today and say, once they put Sam on IR for the rest of the year, I was almost like, I think we've seen the last of Sam Darnold. He'll yeah. be a backup maybe somewhere in Washington for a year or something like that. But it's like, ugh. You know, like God bless him. Make your money. Yeah, it's pretty safe to say. Anyway. We're, let's Anyway.
1: Moving on uh, moving segue. on Segway. We, we 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 had a great segue earlier, but we're gonna do it now. I'm gonna let you jump on your soapbox and do a tirade on and the green bear hackers.
0: Oh, okay. You okay. said I'm gonna let so you, so you do do jump that. on your soapbox gonna and gonna do a tirade. A I had no idea you what you're you
2: doing. You
1: do okay. your spiel. I'm gonna take a leak real quick.
0: Uh, Okay, I'm glad. Okay, so while I have a moment with the listeners of the whole deal, I will actually say for the first time that my soapbox is a little fragile this week, as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, because
1: still haven't left yet, but I'm I'm going.
0: Okay, because you're interested. That's what that's the truth. You're just interested. But here's the thing about the Aaron Rodgers situation. It's fascinating. It's confusing. It's uh it's front page news. It it there's so much about it. And yet, on the other hand, it's not front page news because of all the other horseshit that's going on in the NFL right now that will, you know, it remains for another day. But it it's fascinating what's going on right now. And I feel like in typical Aaron Rodgers mode, in his you know, MO, he will come back when he comes back. He'll get a free pass, he'll go back to playing amazing you know and then hopefully his band takes off when they play and, you know the bars on Sundays and his hair grows out a little longer and you know the the state farm commercials kick back up again and it's it's a uh, i don't know it's so it's the only thing I just can't put my finger on because it's not upsetting because it's Aaron Rodgers because the way that he handles everything, even though if it was anybody else in the NFL, I'd be super fired up about his ignorance and stupidity about it. Um, he 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 broke rules that if he was anybody else, he'd be held majorly accountable for, but he's going to get away with it, and nobody's just going to go, oh Aaron, like it's Aaron being Aaron because he's such a free spirit. But here's the – so I guess my soapbox is the fact of the – and I hate to use this word, but the inequity of the thing. How is Aaron Rodgers going to end up getting a pass that other people aren't? And not even just for the COVID part of it, because God knows we're almost two years into this shit, and let's just – come to the conclusion that we're never going to agree as a society on this thing. It's above our pay grade. We haven't figured it out. Let's just put it down for the moment and walk away, at least as far as the whole deal is concerned and leave the COVID conversation out of it. He lied and broke a rule and he is not going to be punished for it. Regardless of your opinion, regardless of your position, that's the undeniable facts of the matter. Do you tell me today, Brian, that? And I won't even assign another um, classification of player, if you will. But do you think everybody would have gotten away with that, <laughs> unless there were Aaron Rodgers?
1: No. Let's just call it. And one nobody.
0: And nobody has a problem with that. There are some players which I I, I won't even mention their name because. It it fires people up so much down a different rabbit hole that they can't focus on the point that I may be making. But there are there's some players in the last decade, let's call it in the NFL, that have been so um, above, so not even above, no. But the um the words escaping me, and i not not bipolar, polarizing. They've been so polarizing because of their opinions. You can't see the forest through the trees. But if they would have done the same thing, I'm pretty sure the NFL would have suspended them. There would have been a moral outrage for their, you know, metaphorical uh, firing, if you will. It would have just been outrage. But Aaron Rodgers is just like, oh yeah, I went uh, on oh, I do. <clears throat> okay, here's my soapbox. The guy comes out and says, I lied. I broke, I broke a rule, a very clear rule because I was following the, he said, he said, I was following the teachings of Joe Rogan. Okay. If anybody, any listener out there to the whole deal ever comes to us or any other person in society and says, I did something because Joe Rogan told me to fucking reevaluate your life choices because no matter what that, that situation is. You need to further investigate before you make a decision. And that's the argument, or not even the argument, the justification that Aaron Rodgers gave. And even, again, past that. Take that, slice it off, compartmentalize it. The fact of the matter is he did all of that, and he's going to be perfectly untouched when all is said and done. The Green Bay Packers are going to be in the playoffs. They're probably going to make a deep run. Aaron's going to come back and make that big comeback, that that Rudy comeback that we all know he does. R-E-L-A-X, I've got this, and he's going to come back and do great. And nobody's going to say, like, oh, that liar, look at what he's doing. No, they're going to go, like, there you go, Aaron, take us to the promised land again. Why is this guy getting the break that I'll just say other people don't? And –
2: I've yet to find a person that can explain that. And you probably won't. Because he 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 will get a pass. But uh
1: I just want to say, yes ladies and gentlemen, that has been Pat's soapbox. I feel like that should be a thing now.
2: We'll Pat's just do
1: that like every <laughs>
0: episode
1: will have Yeah. Well, it's going to be timed. That's
0: for sure. Well, <laughs> that I mean, I, the funny segment. thing is, I said that was my weaker soapbox. But I mean,
1: yeah, that that'll be, was yeah, it'll be the weak soap soapbox. It'll be timed. You'll fall off of it.
2: You and yeah.
1: But that'll be uh, I think be Pat's soapbox, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode or segment of da so
2: well. Pat's
1: soapbox. And it'll usually have it'll coincide at a time when I have to go pee or something.
0: To the bathrooms. My monologue. But in reality, Brian, here's the thing. Most of my soapboxes have an opinion in it. Now it's seen it for no, those of you who heard that and thought there was an opinion behind the Joe Rogan jab, it, it's not it's not an opinion. I have questions because there are points that are just this is what every, everybody's always already understood that this is how it worked. I have a question. It's not a point. It's not an opinion. It's a question. And I always struggle with the fact of, you know, you know bigger things than just sports, but often in sports, when these huge questions go unanswered, in my opinion, it pisses me off. It was like, no, this is a, this is a really important question. And the fact that we can't answer it is a big fucking problem.
1: No, you already answered it. You already answered it. Yeah. You, I want them you, to answer You literally answered your own question. He's right. going to come back. They're going to make it to the playoffs. A deep run. People are going to forget all about it because he is who he is. It's, it's going to be a non-issue in another couple weeks after he comes back. I guarantee it. I can almost put money on it, and I don't even gamble, but – uh, this is going to be that's, a just, that's just the way it is. It is what it is when you winning, winning, winning cures. Winning, a lot. Right. Right. And when you're the reigning MVP on a winning football team. You're going to be forgiven for a bunch of shit. It's just that's just the way it is.
2: And, and it's and not anything, seems okay. any
1: sport, any level. And and everybody tend to forget shit. They have short memories.
0: I'm so glad that you you mentioned this because it, it's a segue out, but at the same time there's connective tissue to this. Okay.
1: Wait, did we finally segue it out of your soapbox?
0: No, because this is my soapbox is over, but this is, we prided ourselves here at the whole deal since day one about the things that we see on the television screen, on Saturday afternoons, on Sunday afternoons, on the ice, on the court, on the field, there's something bigger. To, there's a bigger conversation going on. And sometimes that conversation is, is, is insightful. It's fun. It's inspirational. This one is a big one. And I'll put it to you like this. I'm not going to draw a parallel between the two things. Cause I don't know if there is one, but I know that they're happening happening simultaneously because I've seen it and I've noticed my opinion on this thing. We've already covered what Aaron Rodgers has done and his lack of uh, the lack of consequence for it. Correct.
2: Odell Beckham Jr. Was on a struggling football
0: team. And in reality, let's not quantify it. But what he did was him and his father, which, again, silly. Yeah. Illegal? No. He bitched that his quarterback wasn't throwing him the ball enough. That's what he did, right? We can all agree. That's what factually happened. He he said he's not getting the ball. I want to go somewhere where they will throw me the ball. In the last week, it, I would be hard-pressed to be convinced that the media and the NFL viewers, not just the media, because that's a, that, to me that's a cop-out, the NFL fandom has eviscerated and vilified Odell Beckham Jr. for having an opinion about not getting the ball enough. He is public enemy number one. And I was one of them. When my buddies were texting me, where do you think OBJ is going now? We all had our, you know, our opinions. I had this guy. That. And I, I will be the first one to admit that I was just like, oh, the guys, a cancer can't get along with that he will destroy any team that goes out there. No. And now in hindsight no. to admit no. my well and and here's the thing Brian and will will I hold on just, just so I don't lose my train of thought not cuz you're right but I just don't want to lose my train of thought. I vilified him and put him in a terrible light because why? He literally voiced his opinion on a team that was losing. That's what he did. You can call him an asshole, you can call him a Douche, whatever you want. That's all he did. He went on social media and called out his quarterback for not, not throwing him too much and provided evidence to it. Whatever. That's all he did. All of a sudden, he gets put on waivers. The, the, I watched a lot of that Cleveland Brown game that they won, and, oh, my God, you would think that by the commentators and the team, Baker was all fired up. It was like they, the, their house is now clear because they got rid of OBJ. All he did was have an opinion and he was, he was, I don't know what's appropriate comment to make, but he was thrown out in the street by everybody and anybody called certain names. He didn't break any rules. He didn't lie to anybody. He didn't tell everybody that, you know, okay. OBJ, you know, in order to come back, you need to prove that you're, you know, you're vaccinated because you could get everybody sick and some people and their kids that they go home to could get very sick and or die. No hand to God. I'm vaccinated. And he's doing so because he listened to Joe Rogan. OBJ did nothing of that. All he did was like, yo, throw me the ball more. And that dude was thrown out of that town on a rail. Explain to me how those two things, which are not really, and of course people listening is going like, those two things are not really connected. It goes back to that theory of Aaron Rodgers is getting a pass. Why doesn't everybody else? Because there's, there's current and active examples to show like, how is this equitable or fair? And it's not.
2: Well, my outlook was, OBJ could not stay healthy. How many years out of, out of what the three years
1: that he was in Cleveland, how many games did he only play? He just couldn't stay healthy. And that's not his fault. He just, it's just circum the circumstance of things. He just couldn't stay healthy. And not only that. Okay. What is father tweeted? First of all, that was his father, it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Second of all, what name me one wide receiver, not named Jerry Rice, that in even he did in uh in Oakland when he went to Oakland. Gimme the damn ball. Remember Keyson Johnson? Gimme the damn he wrote a fucking book called Gimme the Damn Ball. What what wide receiver well, okay. Other than Larry Fitzgerald and a few, but like, think about it this way: some of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history want the ball. They've told, they they've spoken about it publicly. So he's not the only one. He's not the first. Well, so that's that's a that's a, has. A, that,
2: no, I, I that's agree. Really with you. A
1: non-issue. That's not a non that's a non point. What who what, no, what it's just, not a non-point. doesn't want the ball? A good no. quality wide receiver, number one wide receiver, does not want the ball. And secondly, it was his father that tweeted it, not him. And third, he couldn't stay healthy. Well, and but I'm gonna Matt, actually the Cleveland fans, in Cleveland, let's let's call them what they let's call it what it was. Cleveland fans. What, they just wanted him out, wanted him gone. This whole locker room cancer bullshit is exactly that.
0: Those are just the three facts. Which they are, and I and and I'm actually going to piggyback off of those facts. And 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 you actually, to me, you're giving me more inspiration that I might be onto something. I don't even know what it is because it's bigger than the NFL, I think, or it's bigger than professional sports, but you just said, you made a great point. You just said what OBJ has done as a, or a wide receiver in the NFL, he's not the first, he's not the last. And it's, it's been so long. It's been like 20 years of this shit. It's been since the Jerry Rice era. And even they were starting to, you know, dabble in the shit talking and we know how good we are. And, the NFL started embracing a little bit of like, yeah, there's some monetization and, you know, we can sell some merch based on how good you are. So, you know, the the modesty went off. You're completely right. I think that lends itself more to the point of like. But see, think about it
1: this way. Every good wide receiver wants, number one wide receiver, they want the ball.
0: And when they don't get it.
1: Right, but it's just that there are a, a handful that publicly said it. You you and just made the Keyshawn Johnson reference exactly. We a, Keyshawn we Johnson, Terrell to... Owens, um, Chad Johnson. Um, well, OBJ is an, and that's just that's just four off the top of my head. Now Jerry Rice in his later years, Jerry Rice, San Francisco, when he mm-hmm. be, became the Jerry Rice in the nineties, he wanted the ball. Right. He didn't really come out publicly and say it until he got, right. he got to Oakland and they weren't throwing him the ball. I Give me the damn ball. That's when he went public with it. Okay. But Larry Fitzgerald wants the ball, but he doesn't. He's just one of those class. I don't want to say classy. He, he is he's uh, He's on
2: a pedestal. Yeah. Right.
1: But not that the other guys are not classy. I'm just saying that he's a different level. Him, right. Calvin Johnson, they want the ball. They're just not gonna publicly say it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I I hate to I hate to date check ourselves because it shows how long we've been around. But Keyshawn Johnson writing that book, Keyshawn was on the Jets team at the AFC Championship in like '98. That shit was <laughs> like 23 years ago. That's almost a generation ago that that thing already became a thing. So to your point. All that guy did, all he did was do the same thing that literally hundreds of people in his professional position have done for the last two decades. And he was the baddest man on the headlines. Not the quarterback in Green Bay, who we all know is going to come back and win. And, 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 We're going to give him a pass, and and again to kind of segue.
1: Let's not let's not you know let's not sweep it under the rug. He has gotten his fair share of backlash, but once he comes back, he wins a couple games. He takes him to the playoffs, or they make a deep run in the playoffs. He may may not win another MVP. Who knows? I don't I don't know. Regardless of the fact. Yeah, he it'll probably be all swept under the rug, and he'll just
0: he'll get a pass.
1: We yeah,
0: we get it. We well, get but it. here's the thing, Brian. I think we accidentally, uh, in typical TWD form, we stumbled into a really important subject, and you mentioned it. I think that the the concept of winning f- f- cures all if we actually take some time to think of what it has cured and what it continues to cure, it makes us look into a mirror. That's not just on the, on the, the hundred yards on the NFL football field. It's kind of fucking weird. I know. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not throwing them under the bus, but I know what your opinion about them is, but since the Kansas city chiefs and let's disregard how they've been playing now, because that's not the topic. I know that every time I see Tyreek Hill catch a football pass, it's very interesting to me how it seems like the entire history has been wiped forgotten.
1: clean. Wiped clean. Wiped clean. Every time I see him catch a pass, I want to see a defender come out and knock his fucking head off. But that's just me, apparently, because all that other shit swept under the rug. Well, and, and, what he wins the Super Bowl with, with Kansas City. Right. Oh my God, nobody says that's anything what did it. about that's what did that, it. That whole situation was very short lived because that was the year before, or that was the year that Kansas City mm-hmm. something something was going on there. They started right. winning, 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 and deep run into the playoffs. The following year, Super Bowl champions. So yeah, that. That's some there's some there's some bullshit and uh um, and and
0: do you think anybody do you think anybody's going to talk about what happened when Ben Roethlisberger is on on the dais in Canton do you think that they're going to talk about what is part of his history or are they going to talk about all the games that he won no, no, and no, the no. playoff games he won afterwards
1: no 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 when you when you're on when you're on, when you step up to that podium or you get that gold, when that gold jacket's put on you, it's put on you for all the shit you accomplished on the field. It doesn't matter what you did off the field. Think about it. Think about it. There's probably some shady shit that we don't even know about. Because think about this. Most of the Hall of Famers, there wasn't social media. There wasn't. People didn't have video on their phones. You could hide shit a lot easier back then. So we don't even fucking know the extent of some of the shit that some of those people done. done.
0: So we just have to take it at face value. But are they are, are they having their history erased because they were professional athletes or because they were winning enough to be on that dais? do you think do you think if you if you had all of the skeletons in the closet that some of these players have, and I'm not singling out any of them I'm not singling out any kind because God knows they have literally crossed every boundary there is in society whatever, but if you were a third stringer or a practice squad taxi squad or you know you played for a little bit here that they got the same passes? Well, no. Because our pre- because no. no. And, our I, I, and, and no. that's, again, it comes – and, and, and that's even why everybody will say really that. No. In order, to, in order to get to that point, you had to win. And I really do think that your comment earlier about the fact of – and we just, we just say it so much. And it has different, you know, levels of context. I get it. Like some teams are struggling, you know, running their offense. So they're winning. Winning corrects that. Yeah, yeah okay, so that applies there. But I also think when you really, you know, read the book of what that comment about winning cures all, what does it cure? Because the reality of it, it, <laughs> it can erase memories. Yeah. It can. Like some really it can, bad <laughs> shit. It, it, it's the fucking DeLorean at 88 miles per hour, reaching 1.21 gigabots, and fucking <laughs> erase history. Yeah. It makes people, it, it makes some heinous shit that you and I couldn't get away with. It makes that the 10th, 11th thing that actually, when you mention it, people are like, ah, that wasn't a big deal. He won the Super Bowl three times after that. What the fucking what? Exactly. He won he, he won a football game or he won a hockey game. He won a basketball, whatever it may be. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, like no, that, no, 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 that, uh, yes, yeah, You're right.
1: That, that's a very interesting point, too. This is not just football. We're not just talking about football. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. don't even get me started with uh, with Cooperstown, the fucking baseball hall of fame. Right. I want to let Pete Rose in for betting. But how many of those other shitbags, that, well, I'm going to say shitbags, but how many of those other players have done way worse that we don't even right. fucking know about
0: because the baseball,
1: yeah. they were friendly with the Baseball Writers Association?
0: Like the fact that Pete that. Rose is, yeah. He would, he, I, and I love that. Here's the thing, too, Brian. And I yeah, love that point. Let,
1: some of the guys, okay, that's a great point. Guys, back in the day, the whole steroids in baseball, some of those were just growth hormones that weren't even on the fucking list. Not right. even steroids, they just growth hormones. But it, that's a whole other right. topic, whole other. But, in the, but it's, and still, yeah, but and the think st- about basketball. But for your point, um, Shit, basketball, hell, probably even hockey. I mean, think about all the stuff that that like these people that we put on these pedestals that we make these busts of or or these plaques mm-hmm. of that go into these right. hall of fames. And you know what? What shit do we not know about? If, a good They're not. I've they're been, not in the hall of fame because they're for being a fucking
0: good person. No, they were in there
1: because they were. A great Thank you. Athlete.
0: When, when, if, if, so we've been throughout our entire lifetime, we have heard the argument about Pete Rose. And I love the fact you mentioned, mentioned this. You, you are bullet point after bullet point of awesome reference points tonight. Pete Rose is amazing because of major league baseball for the last, what, what is it now? For 40 years.
1: Yeah, almost forty. Years. If they
0: if they would come out and in some legalese say he bet on baseball and that's fucked up because it probably changed the outcome of a bunch of games and that's not cool. I can I can understand that, but Major League Baseball sitting on its high horse for the last forty years and saying he damaged the integrity of the game. He didn't Ooh. even bet on
1: the games that he was in he had nothing to do with it which
0: that. is true which is which is true but again he let's not to do let's, let's get tied, tied down to the, the semantics the i'm i'm going i'm going more with your 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 thesis of saying really you're going to keep him out because he damaged the integrity of the game which isn't in itself is kind of a vague subjective term anyway so he he damaged the integrity of the game Let's have this conversation about these thirty or forty other dudes that you decided were good enough to get into the Hall of Fame, and how their actions throughout their professional livelihood it didn't damage the integrity of the game. Like, and what we're saying is we're we're trying to compartmentalize them and quantify them, and it's kind of like, whoa, we're letting we're letting this slide, but that is unacceptable. And that brings it back to what we were talking about with Aaron and OBJ. It's really not that separated. There's a lot of connective tissue. How the hell can we let that one slide and that thing be a capital punishment offense, even in, in the media. But here's the thing too, Brian, as a continuation, OBJ went, he's going to LA, right?
2: He ended up with the Rams. Yeah. yeah, I'm signed up with the Rams. Yeah, They're yeah, going to.
0: They're, wa- they're they're they are now going. They're in a prime spot to win the Super Bowl.
1: Right. Well. If McVeigh can but, handle, if, no, no, no,
0: if freaking Richie Rich can handle those
1: personalities. Well, I just wanted to throw this out there because we we were talking about the whole Pete Rose thing. Uh huh. And. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. and I got a little sidetracked because I want to make sure I get it right. Do you know who Alex Karras is?
0: Yeah, the Webster. (laughs) He played played for the Rams. He was also also a very
1: good football player. Yeah. And by very good, I mean Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. You do realize he's not in the Hall of Fame.
0: Oh, yeah, because I know the rest of the story, yeah.
1: You do know the rest of the story. Yeah. Well, okay. So back in the day, way back in the day, we're going to go – we're going to travel way back into the 1950s. And
2: you have two football players, okay, who, who
1: did kind of the same thing as Pete Rose did. They were betting on football games, but – They weren't the games that they were actually in. And they got
2: caught for it. Yeah. You know, two football players. One of them happened to be Alex Karras. Mm Mm-hmm. Who played for the Detroit Lions. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Not in the Hall of Fame. Do you know who the other player was? No. Paul Horning. Yeah. The Packers, Super Bowl champ world champion. Hmm. You know where Paul Horning is? In the Hall of Fame. Exactly.
0: He's not only on the Hall of Fame, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Packers. Yeah. And we all know why. And here's the thing, Brian. I, I'm we're not reinventing the wheel here. So, no, like no, no, you no. said earlier, this is not something we don't know. I just wish that people would just it it's right in front of our faces, just fucking admit it. Just say like, "Yep, this is a thing. I like my guys to win. I don't care if they're douchebags. I want that guy." If you're on a if you're on a borderline playoff team and you didn't think for 1 second that oh, I could use OBJ on that team, you're a liar. <laughs> you you would put aside your your, your judgment of his behavior and who he is as a person,
2: you would think, yep, i take him right now.
0: And it's for, and you'd be okay if he came onto your team and went buck wild, scoring two touchdowns with that, those bullshit sticky gloves. (laughs) And, but it's just, I don't know. It, I fear sometimes, Brian, that we, we get into this. I, I don't want uh, the listeners to think that we're on a negative bent here on the whole deal because it, it's not. No,
1: it's not negative. It's just fact. Like we, we don't deal with we don't. One thing we don't do on the uh, one thing we don't do on the whole deal here is make up a bunch of shit. We we our, most no. of our stuff is based on facts, and
0: the facts are what they are. Um, right. And we're not telling anybody. We caught the NFL. Stop watching them. Stop yeah, buying that I'm not but saying that I'm going to be watching.
1: Another thing we do on we're uh, another thing we're probably going to do on the whole deal is have Pat soapbox. It's going to be a timed event, though. <laughs> we're not going to carry that thing too long. <laughs> I do want a side note. Some kind of alarm. Side note and and kind of take everything off of the because we're kind of getting a little deep there. But I do want a side note. One thing my uncle used to tell me is uh whenever you hear whenever you hear stairway to heaven or free bird on the radio, chances are the DJ has to take a shit.
0: Food for thought. <laughs> Moving on. Holy shit, that took my breath away. Oh my god. <laughs> Moving on. I want to
1: talk about something. I want to talk about something on a positive note. I want to talk about. I want to switch gears completely because, yeah, there's been a lot of shit going on in the NFL. If you don't know what it is, download the app, nfl.com. <laughs> download the app, look it up for yourself. I want to move on
0: to. I know what you're going. It's the ball. Baseball, baseball yes, the champions. I'd
1: like to give a big shout out to the Atlanta Braves who, yeah. The Atlanta Braves, World Series champions for the first time since – well, they haven't even – since 95, dude. Hell. Right. Oh, man. I was just – it's amazing because I just thought of something. If the New York Rangers would win –
2: Oh, you bastard. The Stanley Cup would be
1: just as long as the Atlanta Braves. But we know that's not going to happen. So, I can honestly um, say I didn't see that one coming. Well played. World.
2: Champions.
1: Oh, I do want to. Oh, man. It, and if you did not see it, it was a really, really good series. Um, I want to. I want to. <laughs> I kind of want to. The story time. It's story time. Really right. short. We're going to go. We're going to do another segment. It's called Brian's Story Time. So. <laughs> Gather around, so kids. It was uh, it was game five, and it was uh, Halloween weekend. And my dad comes in because he th- this is going to be my daughter's first like actually going out and trigger treating, dressing up, and all that stuff. She was a little she wanted to be a little witch, and she had her little outfit. Oh my god, a million times adorable. And Dad wanted to come in, so he dresses up as, like, a scarecrow. He has a scarecrow costume for Wizard of Oz. And my stepmom comes in. I don't know if she was, she was like, a gypsy or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, don't know, know what she was. Scarecrow, yeah, whatever. He just They just dressed up, and <laughs> everybody came out, right? I had to work. So my day ended really soon. I would get home from work, uh, usually around 6 And then I would have a couple hours, but then I got to go to bed because I got to get up at fucking 2.30 in the morning. But Mm -hmm. there was a moment to where when the game started, we were watching it on my phone because, well, everybody knows when you have a three-year-old who watches TV, (laughs) well (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> You're relegated <laughs> to watching it on your tiny ass. Well, on your, your tiny ass phone. <laughs> exactly. Just to just a uh, True story. Keeps the peace. But yeah, I'm watching <laughs> it on my on my phone, and I'm sitting there with dad, and I was just I, I wanted to watch the whole game because of our history with the break. Mm-hmm. Me, my grandfather, some of my fondest memories of my, which. I really didn't have that many. I was robbed of a lot of memories. My grandfather passed away when I was younger. and But some of the fondest memories I had with my grandfather was watching Braves play. So growing up, me and dad always kind of had an allegiance to the Braves. Not huge baseball fans, but that was... You know, the Braves were our kind of
2: team. Mm-hmm. And getting to watch... The Braves playing
1: a World Series game, game five, with my dad, was a special moment. Not, it, was, it was kind of capped off. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game, but I did get a chance to watch. We did get a chance to watch the first two innings.
2: Top of the first. First at bat first pitch and Adam Duval knocks it out of the fucking park right first pitch
1: no 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 it was yeah it was it was the it was his first pitch and um it wasn't the the first pitch of the game because it was his they they had bases loaded the base is loaded. Adam Duvall gets up, and his his very first pitch he just knocks it out, grand slam. So I'm sitting here with dad, and that was that was a that was a huge moment personally. And so I just wanted to, of course, uh, I got a chance to we a chance to watch like another inning or so and then was like oh, i gotta go to bed shit
2: <laughs> but and adulthood kicked in
1: but the thing is i was like dad
2: you know ah,
1: i really wanted to watch the rest of the game with you he's like
2: but he said oh that's all right that right there was all we needed that right there was all we needed you can't get any better than that, to be honest with you. Like that's
1: exactly spectacular. Well, the Braves ended up like the Astros came back and ended up winning the game. The Braves lost that game. But we had that moment.
2: And I mean, what did the
0: outcome of the game compare to that moment that you had? Did that exactly. affect it once whatsoever?
1: The thing that got me was the fact that Dad had this huge smile on my face. He said that's all right. We saw that.
0: <laughs> he knows. He knows. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was that's...
1: it. We didn't
0: have to watch the whole game. We had that. And it had nothing to do with winning, it had to do with that moment. That moment. Oh, that's cool as shit. It's and we cool watched
1: it on man. my little tiny ass phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it, that, it that, was that actually moment kind of almost of a
1: blessing. It was actually kind of a blessing because that catapulted them into the next night, which I was off and I got a chance right. to watch the whole game. Nice. And uh I was I was just come mm. on guys. Well
2: dad had left. <laughs> yeah, right. he had he had to go back.
1: It was a short visit, but uh, yeah, we had that moment. And then the
2: Braves turned around and they went. In the same season that we had the Fields of Dreams game and all this nostalgia,
0: baseball of all professional sports somehow pulled it out of their ass that they legitimately were able to make us feel like we were kids again. Goddamn so baseball. They they haven't they haven't been able to figure out their head from a hole in the ground in the last 20 years. Huh. And they stumbled into it. They stumbled in and you know how they did it, Brian? They just they just played baseball. They didn't fuck around. We talked about it. If you want to hear about it more, listen to the archives of the whole deal, the episode where we talk about the field of dreams and going back in time. But all they did was they just played. Yeah. How cool is that shit I'm like and that's and I'll tell you and not to jinx them because it's still fresh enough it's been what a couple of weeks the, it was the first real major sports moment in the last I can't even quantify how long that
1: I, i'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead you. and stop you right there because there was another one we just weren't that in tune to it.
0: Well, OK, well, let me finish my thought before you comment on that, because I, okay, go. I, I don't know what you're talking but it was the first moment in which I didn't see any of the typical 21st century. Negative snarkiness, like, fuck, damn this, except for Scott Boris, who can, he can fuck himself with a fiery pitchfork for all I care. He's the first one to have anything negative to say since the Braves won it, and he's been eviscerated for it since then, so God bless him. Like, that was the first sports moment that so far has been immune to this current day level of just like I just gotta ruin it. I gotta but it it it's it's it, it's negativity proof because either you were either you're on the periphery like me and I saw it and when I heard it on the radio of all things the next morning they were like last night the Atlanta Braves closed out the deal they won the World Series and I went oh that's cool that, between that and then, if you were, you know, you know, you have history with the Braves, you're like, fucking, I remember when they were awesome in the 90s and all this. And then if you were a super, super fan, you're, you're, you're at that level, which we all have felt when our teams won the championship. There, it was the first thing that was immune to 2021, 2020, like who we are now. I and I think that's really cool, and I like the fact that it slips under the radar a little bit. It should stay there. Those that appreciate it, appreciate it. And a whole bunch of people do. And it's cool. It, 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 should, be, it should be the rarity that hangs on the wall. Yeah. Pure. Yeah. Pure and good. Let's rest our hat on it for a while and let the freaking negativity be away from it. <clears throat> but super, super fun. And so c- I, congratulations. Congratulations. Congratulations, not only for the Braves winning the game, but for your ability to have that experience. Because that's yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that's that's rad. Anybody that's a real sports fan, in reality, that's why we watch next week. We don't watch next week for the results of next week. We watch that to feel the way we did the last time they won. Well. In my case, when the Jets won, my <laughs> dad was a fucking kid, so I don't know what the hell I'm waiting for, but I'm <laughs> waiting for something new, man. But in, in most people's cases, they want to feel that rush of the last time that they won. So, goddamn, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Brian. There's a lot more meat left on the bone, and now that we're up and running again, I think we should leave all the the rest of the stuff for us. I want to leave this episode of the whole deal on that kind of Untouchable. Let's leave it untouchable. Let's leave that positivity on its own pedestal and uh, call I it a day.
1: Wanna, I do want to interject though that there was another monumental World Series. I want to say back in 16, 2016, 2017, when you had two teams that have never won a World Series since the ever playing against each other. You have the Cleveland. Back then, Indians versus the Chicago Cubs. Cubs ended up winning, finally, for the first time in a 100 years. Pretty awesome. But. I'll say good the for them.
2: Now, we've been tracking baseball <laughs> this year, so let's go with this.
0: I don't how do you I and I don't know how to cheer for the how do you cheer for the Braves without pissing anybody off? Just say go braves, is that acceptable? Go yeah, braves? I don't
1: know. Without pissing I don't anybody know. off. I gotta fucking get, Google put offended, on my Google then, machine like go Braves? If you get offended, I'll tell you what, if you get offended <laughs> suck my
0: ass by that. <laughs> if you get
1: a, no, I was just gonna say, if you get offended by that, I think it's time to go change your diaper.
0: And uh, on that note. I'm Pat. He's Brian. For the whole deal, it's great to be back. We'll see you again next week. Oh, on uh, the whole deal.
2: Uh, uh, you are the were
1: the ultimate PS machine
0: a, tonight. Well,
1: we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a.
0: We're gonna have oh a yeah, game. you're right. Next you're right. week. Clerical he couldn't error.
1: make it this week because he, he's holding down the fort. So huge literally. shout out. Let's go ahead and do it now because we kick it up to next Flynn. week. And then we. So you can't give me one of these. Oh, you didn't introduce the guest. Well, we're gonna introduce the guest now, and then when we kick things off, we're just gonna we're just gonna hit the fucking ground running. We're gonna jump off the chopper and we're just gonna start running.
0: The ultimate special guest co-host, the third man of the ultimate triad, the, the triumvirate.
1: Reveal to our tricycle.
0: Do you get the Do you get the Flynn joke, Brian? The Flynn joke. Wait, what is that? This is a, this is a deep cut. This is a deep okay, cut. Go. to Flynn. When I when I when I texted and my text, when I text was like, "Oh, is Flynn going to be with us tonight?" What what did I mistake his name wait. for? Or you thought I was calling him that first episode?
1: Is this a Tron reference?
0: Yeah. Oh, you never seen. It? Oh, goddamn. Of awesome. course I've seen it. You know, I was try I was trying to okay, I was trying to end wait, the episode so, on a positive. Okay. Flynn. So, like wait, wait, who's Flynn wait who's wait. the chick oh my god oh, oh my god oh my god all right wait a minute. let's step aside let's step aside we'll take a time out we'll talk to anyway for the whole deal no, i'm pat Catch, red catching red. up eventually will be brian oh lord do you have netflix or amazon or anything it's 2021 for the whole deal we'll see you next week with our special guest host Tuan. <laughs>